You're not built for the, You're not built to be a man of old. Evan <laughs> is. Thank you, James. That's yeah. one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Hey everyone, welcome back to IO Panel Podcast. My name's Evan, I'll be the host this week. Uh, thank you all for joining us. With me, as usual, are my friends, not just co-hosts, but friends, Mike and James. How you guys doing today? What up, what up? Hello, hello. I don't think we've ever addressed each other as anything other than co-hosts. Yeah. We, we, We're bad people. We are. We, we hail from, say hello to you from the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. It's nice and hot. Yeah. Today. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's hot everywhere, man. Hmm. But don't forget, global warming is not a thing. That's right. Temperature fooled. and climate are different. Don't be fooled, kids. Liberal propaganda. Damn. Kids in your music. That's right. All right. Did everyone have a good week? Relatively speaking. I mean, obviously, we're all here, so that's something. We made it. We made it. <laughs> we, we're the survivors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, week was pretty good. Uh, darts, though. Darts didn't work out too well this week. No, that was a bad scene. Forfeit? Or yeah. there shenanigans? Or, like, someone someone rage quit in real life? <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was really hot. Like no no air conditioning. Ah, uh, that's unfortunate. And so, <clears throat> and we we're all playing playing like garbage. Although to be fair, I was actually getting better. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. But alas, I I was not victorious. So you know, eh. Sorry. Right. Yeah, we ended up forfeiting basically the second half of all the matches. Just because you were like, ah, we're done with this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the team captain was like, ah, screw it. You know, right. We're. There's no coming back. Yeah. Have either of you set up your uh, your practice boards at home? No, I no. have not. Michael has that thing. Then you set yours up. You have the the back the foam backboard protector thing. I do. It is in its box. Well, very <laughs> excellent. Michael's actually decent at darts without practicing at all. Then. I thought he practiced. I don't practice, and I'm bad. I'm really bad. It shows that I don't practice. I'm a kind of person who I'm never good at anything unless I practice. Nothing. I have no skills unless I practice. So yeah. Well, have you guys ever practice? I mean, I should be practicing too, obviously. Yeah. Have you guys ever considered expanding your extracurricular leagues? Maybe bowling or. It's about to be like Ultimate Frisbee, but no, not Ultimate Frisbee. Is One of like my coworkers d- plays that. Disc golf? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are other activities that essentially require like five steps maximum and a lot of standing still and waiting? Jed, I thought he was going to say wiffle ball. <laughs> oh, did you hear long darts is back? Isn't it illegal? It's back. <laughs> this is the second time long darts, third time long darts has come back. 
Did they make it less lethal or something? Yeah, they basically took... uh, So now the people who complain about these things, they basically put like a rounded uh, thing that when you throw it, it sits face up. So it's like a rounded, heavy-weighted orb, half-orb at the bottom, and the dart is sticking out the top. Mm. Um, so now people are like, oh, this is a blunt instrument of death. You know, it's like you're, some kids that he knocked unconscious. I did not know that the previous iteration of lawn darts was, was known for injuring 6,000 people. Yeah, it's like a game of throwing spikes at other people. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like let's throw this javelin, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's like at in the general direction of other people. That's crazy, man. It's like competitive what? impalement, you know. I I, I got to be honest with you though. I really want a set of lawn darts. Well, get them before they're illegal again. No, I don't want these the, other ones. They're the lame. I want the original ones. My dad had a set a long time ago, and I remember as a kid throwing them full force into trees and shit, you know, because I was just a piece of shit. You know, I was like, ah, you know, but, uh, yeah. Well, you need to find yourself a craftsman or, uh, you know, someone, someone who can fashion you a legitimate set and doesn't ask too many questions. You know, so, so you can also, so yeah, now they have these new ones. Like I'm looking here on the website, it says as of 2017, modified versions of lawn darts can be purchased in the U.S., they have modified blunt tip design as a safety measure. Okay. And then, uh, but then above it, it says it's possible to import parts of a lawn dart, plastic oh. flights, metal bodies, and steel spigots, as well as a complete set of replacement parts to repair damaged lawn darts. A spigot. Yeah. Isn't that a faucet? I guess. Mul- I was going to say steel multiple, spigot. I guess that's the, uh, that's the, this, the pointy part. Yeah. I would assume. Do we oh, gotta, here we go. This we got to make, min- make you know, current fun games more dangerous like they used to be. Like, you guys have played... Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you can't buy a, a handgun, but you can buy all the parts to one. So, yeah, so assemble so, it. <laughs> so, look at this. This is so weird. All of these pictures show a box with no product in them. So, I just went... I just typed in, you know, lawn darts... And an eBay thing came up for jarts, and it's <laughs> and it's like vintage jarts missile game outdoor lawn darts, um, and Javelin it's got darts. yeah the box has got to be like fucking five hundred years old. But dude, every single picture of the of the boxes these vintage box nineteen seventies jarts, it shows the the box, but there's nothing inside the box, and that must be because they're not allowed to sell lawn darts. So like we're just selling a box. You know, yeah, that's so weird. But we need to take and they're all expensive as fuck. Current games and make them more dangerous. Like you've played cornhole, right? He's like, have I? Yeah, of course. Oh. All right. <laughs> so replace the uh, those little bean bags with hand grenades. Oh, you know something that's dangerous. Pull the pin and you can win. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're halfway there. Mm-hmm. Now we just need to outsource to uh, a shoddy manufacturer in China. There we go. So I sent you guys a, a picture of jarts, but I have a feeling it's newer than the one you're looking at, James. Oh, yeah. These are like plastic, and there's a kid on the cover. And there's a dad like encouraging. It's like, get no ready belt. for fun. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. The thing I see, the thing I see is, it's like a steel-tipped, all-metal-bodied, you know, spike that's like eight inches long with big flags on the back for mm-hmm. aerodynamics. James, I'm going to ask you: Do you do you have Mike's picture of Jarts still open? Yeah. Okay, look up at the URL and tell me why you think this is wrong. Like, why is this super safe? Why is there seemingly an encouraging relationship between father and son instead of, you know, whipping them into shape? What is it about the, the URL that stands out as a clear negative? Mike, look at, look at Mike what's your opinion, Mike? Yeah. I mean, you found the link after all. Yeah, I see. Exactly what does it say at the it. bottom what it says? Jarts with plastic safety tip with plastic tips for sale at uh oh yeah Canada Tire Canadian, Canadian tire. tire yeah see how about that yep and look it says classic play designed for today so it's saying yeah these are you know so let me ask you a question the new safer versions what is the motivation to keep bringing this game back like when you guys were kids were you like I wish I had that Never like heard I mean. Of it. I, well, my dad had a set when I was a kid, and I thought, okay, it's cool, but it was not like it was. It was the kind of thing you went out and you threw against the wall, or you like broke something with it, and you're like, okay, I'm done with this. Like it was not like it's not like a slip and slide or something like that. You know, slip and slide was a fucking event. That was like, yes, yes, we're going in today, boys. Let's go, boys. You know, don't like, tell that me was, you had a slip and slide. Absolutely, your mom allowed great. that. My mom had one. We had one on the hill by our house, and what? my dad had one. Oh, you had what? that shit on the hill? That's that's some dangerous good yeah. time fun, though. And we went fucking ham! Yeah, they're great. Yeah. yeah. You get covered in mud and grass, but I'm telling Absolutely. you, so fun. And you turn the grass underneath into a disaster <laughs> area. <laughs> you know, I want to say the only time I ever did that was at camp. But they had huh. the longer ones. So we turned ours. What you do is you put... My mom was like, oh, put dish soap on it. Oh, yeah, boy. That's the what they dish used to do at camp. Turns that thing into a fucking particle accelerator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just like... Put some dawn on there. And yeah, it. man. <laughs> oh, you're fucking gay. That's a lit time, my man. That's a lit time. It's mm-hmm. like as close as you can be to competing in the uh, the Olympic sport of... Skull shattering down the luge course or whatever it's called. Skull shattering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that shit was fun, dude. That shit was so much fun. Um, what else? I'll answer your question, though. I yeah, think there's a resurgence in classic, uh, you know, mildly competitive, I'll just say, you know, weekend lawn games, if that makes any sense. Because now people who are in their, you know, mid third, mid to late 30s or something, can use that as a as another reason to drink socially. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. So on that on the Wikipedia article for lawn darts. So James, like you said, you were seeing all these old ass pictures, old ass boxes. Yeah, for jarts. So they have a picture here. It says Hasbro Javelin Darts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like contains four javelin darts, two target circles. Oh, that's why it's dangerous because it's. You're like, all right, you go stand over there and we'll stand here? Yeah, it's like horseshoes. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems destined for, you know, death. But Well, I mean. Or serious so, injury. It's in my foot, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
That's crazy. I mean, how else are you supposed to be accurate with no target? Yeah, I, I think I think uh, I don't know. I think they just under under underthought like what the uh, underestimated the ability people's ability to just be really bad at a game. And if you're bad at this and you throw them even slightly off, it's in somebody's fucking thigh, in their knee, slicing through their femoral artery. <laughs> You know, I mean, in their stomach. Their I'll foot. say this also: when that first came out, people weren't soft. They accepted the risk of getting impaled oh, no. for a long Absolutely. game. They were all smoking fucking filterless cigarettes the entire time. Yeah, drinking Miller beer like mm-hmm. fine Americans. Yeah, yeah, true. And mom was drinking her third Bloody Mary of the day. Oh yeah, maybe some. Maybe some uh, some sherry. Oh yeah, that was always a favorite with yeah. my grandma. That's a different different generation, you know. My mm-hmm. mom does like her uh, Harvey's Bristol Cream. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I think Mike and I have had this discussion before, James. I don't know if you like Harvey's Bristol Cream, and you might not like what I'm going to say, but I think that Harvey's Bristol Cream is what Scotch should taste like. I've never had Harvey's Bristol Cream. Okay. I have no idea what it tastes like. I'll have to try it one day. We'll get you a bottle. So, so you know what's funny, right? We went to the bar last night, and the girl behind the bar, I was talking to her about scotches, and she was kind of just kind of wrote, telling me what scotches they sold. And I was like, okay. I was like, do you have any? And I didn't hear her say the, my favorite scotch. So I was like, do you have Glenmorant? I mean, I was like, do you have Highland or Lowlands? Like, like, what Highland scotches do you have? And she was lost, right? She didn't know what I was talking about. And I don't have a problem with that because I just accept the fact that she's just not a scotch person. Like, you have to kind of be a scotch person to even know what those terms mean. But there's a whole flavor profile difference with Highland and Lowland scotch. And I was trying to explain that concept to her. And I said, have you ever smelled scotch that smells like fucking rocket fuel? And she's like, all scotch, you know? And I was shocked. At that moment, I became shocked because I can tell a distinct difference between a Highland and a Lowland Scotch um, or like Glenmorangie and Lafroig, okay, or Laprog, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So, but when she said that, I dawned on me, I realized, I was like, wait a second, maybe I'm looking for something different in the flavor, so I'm finding it, and she is a novice, it's just like, this is gross. It smells like alcohol. It smells like fucking... Yeah, it doesn't even smell like alcohol. It smells like some kind of industrial like paint thinner thinner or something to clean like the inside of like jet engines after like several years of use. It's... it's, Lafroig is very strong and it's... It smells and tastes fucking robust as fuck and robust in a bad way. So... Uh, it's undrinkable to me, and I, I just kind of shocked that a regular person would see that that way. But they must be it must be that for a reason. It must be like that for a reason. So yeah. Anyway, thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Harvey's Bristol Cream. Like you, you, you probably taste Scotch, and you're like, Bleh. you know. And Harvey's Bristol Cream tastes like I don't know who knows what it tastes like. I will have to try it. Yeah, I do not. I have. <sighs> I generally don't like Scotch. Um. I don't know if you would consider it scotch or more of a whiskey. What is what? What's the Johnny Walker line? That's a whiskey. It's whiskey. Okay. I mean, but the you know what? Here's the thing. I personally, this is my personal opinion, not fact, 
But my opinion is that almost every of these, all of these things that use the same process are basically all the same thing, you know? Very Except minor differences that you very, can yeah. distinguish if you have a history with it. Yeah, like, like if I mean, thing. if someone said to a, to a total novice, here's a scotch and here's a whiskey, and then they lied to them about what's what, you know, they said, what is this and what is this? One is scotch, one is whiskey. You wouldn't know the difference. You'd be like, oh, these both taste like fucking assholes, you know? <laughs> like, you wouldn't know that one is like Johnny Walker blue and one is a $300 bottle of scotch. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know. You'd have no way to know. So maybe you could tell like a taste difference, but like you wouldn't, there's nothing about it that's so significant that you'd be like, oh, you know? And then I've recently found out that's like, oh, certain things can be called scotch because of where they're from. They have to be from Scotland or this place in Scotland. Certain things are called whiskey with one E because they're from blah. And certain things are called whiskey with two E's or an H and an I and a P or whatever because they're from, because they're not from blah. You know, just like champagne is from champagne, and you can't call something champagne if it's not from Champagne, France. You know, hmm. Push up my right. glasses. I'm an alcohol nerd. You know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> come on, dude, just fucking chill, bro. Are we getting trashed tonight or what? You know, I don't know. Whatever. Miller High Life. The Chapagan of beers. Shop, the Chapagan of beers. Hmm. I feel like I want to send like a thirty pack of Miller High Life to the mayor of Champagne, Fran- Champagne, Champagne, France. <laughs> it's like no, that's what I call a quality champagne. Yeah. How do you think they would react, Mike? Um, Sake bleu. They'd be honored. Would they be? <laughs> they'd be like, uh, what's his name, Victor in Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that you're right. They might do that. You know, uh, what's her name's character in in that is French. I was about to say who Muriel. <laughs> Muriel. I don't know who that is. That's just some old woman. No Evan knows. Yeah, this is, lives in his na- in his neighborhood. She just wears a house coat everywhere. Muriel, go inside. I can see your legs. No, Muriel. <laughs> Get out of the bush! God damn it! Yeah, her name oh, is boy. Celine. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Fucking Muriel. All right. Well, I'm glad we all. I I didn't really do anything of note this past week. Um, you still on the mend? Yeah, I. Uh, I'm trying to think. Did I order anything? I didn't really order anything. No socks. No books. Oh, I ordered some socks yesterday and some boots. They'll be here ha! uh tomorrow. Look at, look at I can read your fucking mind. No. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered I I too ordered socks. What? Nice. Yeah, I ordered I ordered some socks and I ordered some uh and I ordered some some pitcher size versions of these things. The the mm-hmm. uh water drink mix water and drink mixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they keto? I've been I've been hooked on these things. I mean, they're keto. There's strawberry no lemonade. sugar. Uh, not particularly strawberry lemonade. The new one is peach, whatever. But yeah. Did you ever... You still have that... Uh, you were like, I ordered a 40-pound a pack of powdered peach tea that I thought was going to be great. You still have that? It's gone. Okay. You had to yeah, replenish your stocks with something better? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I ordered those. I, I used them all. And then I ordered, uh, I went to the Costco and I bought a pitcher pack. And I was like, this is the way to go. Instead of making like these singletons like this, I got the pitcher pack just does the trick, man. I, I can, my pitcher is a three liter pitcher. Mm-hmm. So the pitcher packs are hat one and a half liters. So two pitcher pack packets. I mean, it lasts me like two weeks for for one pack. So I ordered another pack from there to see if I could what the difference is. But I can always go to Costco and just buy a bunch more because they oh, seem yeah. to be there pretty regularly. Cool. Hmm. Shall we get into some news then? Let's go, boys. Who's got the first one about terror terrorism? Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah, so this I thought was kind of uh, cute. Uh, apparently, woodchucks have been stealing veterans' flags from the Massachusetts Cemetery. <laughs> um, and they have, they have become pretty notorious. They've been doing it like crazy for years. And nobody knew until just recently. And then apparently six years ago it happened in another cemetery where woodchucks were stealing flags. And they found that it was woodchucks. But yeah, uh, very, very funny story. Just something kind of light. I thought it was interesting with all the shit going on these days that we could just have like a lighthearted like story about animal terrorism. So yeah, good times. I like that. Simple, easy. I think Hmm. the next one's mine too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like I talked about this already because I've been talking to Michael about it. Um, yeah, I don't think we talked about it on the show. But we didn't talk about it on the show. No, we didn't. So, uh, man, this fucking guy. <laughs> okay, look, you gotta say, I dislike Donald Trump. Okay, I'm not a Trump fan. All right, but yo, Space Force, baby, <laughs> it's <laughs> so silly. I gotta say. When I heard this, so I was on Discord talking to my buddy who's very liberal, and he was like, this fucking clown, blah, all the memes, Space Force, blah, blah. I was like, what are you talking about? You know? And and, and he's like, what are you, how'd you miss this? He's like, this fucking blah, 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 blah. He's going off. He's like, this guy's an idiot. I don't want a douche. I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's so dumb. Space Force, fucking lame. Sign me up. So I fucking, I log off of Discord immediately. <laughs> And get my big straw out, and I'm like, (laughs) and I start sucking up everything I can find about this, you know? And apparently Trump's talked about this before, and I heard it before, but I was just like, oh, he's talking out of his ass, you know? And so I watched the video, and I was like, oh my god, yes. I was like, why'd I have to be born now? Why can't I be born in, like, fucking, like, 20 years, you know? So I could join the fucking Space Force. So, anyway, long story short, basically, Trump said, in his most demanding Trumpian way, he told General So-and-so from the Air Force to begin the investigatory, the, the process to determine what has to be done to build the Space Force, okay? The problem is, Trump can't command anybody to build anything, okay? That's the first, first step is, Congress has to approve it. Actually, the first step is the uh, the military and basically uh, 
retired General Mattis, now Secretary of Defense, has to get the Pentagon to crunch the numbers on this, which could take up to like two or three years. So they have to crunch the numbers and figure out what Space Force is, how they're going to allocate the the staff and everything else, how they're going to put all this together. Honestly, they don't want to do it. They have no interest in it. Mattis has already said he's not interested in doing it. He said that the first time Trump mentioned it. Uh, that he, in this climate, he doesn't want to invest time or energy in a sixth branch of the military. Um, uh, is it just, is it just like congressional and Pentagon approval for creating a new branch of the military? Yeah. The Pentagon doesn't have to approve. The Pentagon has to do, I mean, he told them to do it. They'll have to do it. Okay. But I, I think they'll drag their feet, you know, and I think that there's a lot of, there's also a lot of, worldwide conventions dictating what can be done in space. So I did not do this research ahead of time. And I should have, there's a, there's a, I forgot what it is. It's like a 1960s space treaty or something like that. Um, or it's not a space treaty, but it's a treaty that covers space signed in the sixties. And basically it says a few things. Uh, the military can't put bases on any celestial bodies. Oh, right. There can't, there can't be a military presence uh, with, weapons uh with WMDs or nuclear or atomic weaponry in space um at least in orbit they don't say anything about in space per se but they basically it basically rules out weaponry of that type in space um now notably it does leave out some certain some things but it leaves basically it's a law written when we had a very little a very small understanding of like what space weapons would be like so one of the things I'm jumping ahead of myself here but one of the things that's notably missing is kinetic impactors which they could do right now and actually uh Jerry Purnell if you guys know Michael you know who that is right mm-hmm. so Jerry Purnell the science science fiction author and scientist he suggested back in the 70s that they build a system of tungsten of tungsten uh, telephone poles and they get the tungsten telephone poles in space and then they could rotate them down and drop them strategically on their enemy on on the enemy on enemies <clears throat> so just imagine a telephone pole made completely of tungsten dropped from orbit yeah you know so it's fucking crazy it's a crazy concept but it's supposed to have the <clears throat> the destructive power of like the czar bomba or something like that. It's supposed to be nuts yeah, you know? with no nuclear fallout with no nuclear fallout. Exactly. So, uh, that's, that's one thing. The second thing is what, so you have to ask yourself, what would a space force do? Right. Right now there's kick ass. Yes, that's true. It's the closest but, to a Stargate program we'll ever see. I mean, yeah, but basically, so the air force has, it's not called Space Command. I forgot what it's called, but they have a space kind of group, and their job is they maintain satellites, monitor satellites, uh, task satellites, and launch satellites, basically. They also have their own unmanned space vehicle, the X-33, which is like a tiny drone shuttle. And people are like, what do they do with it? No one knows. No one knows what they do with it. You know, uh, the Air Force is like, we test, uh, we test, we do experiments in space. No one knows what the fuck they do with it. If they just, and they, it's right now the longest running space vehicle, the longest, the, the space vehicle with the most miles on it, 713 or 33 days in space, um, uh, total, I think, or either altogether or total. 
uh, that's the same thing. Either in one <laughs> mission or in multiple through multiple missions. I think it's right. through multiple missions, and they have two of those, an X thirty three. So it looks like a tiny shuttle, but a drone. Is it and solar they just, powered? Do you know? Or is, uh, is like- it does have some solar aspect. It has a hatch that opens up just like the. Imagine the older space shuttle without the crew compartment and very small. Okay. So it, it looks like that. It has the same tiles, same pattern, everything on it, blue and black and white. Uh, and it does open up and have solar panels and whatnot in there. So uh, the other thing is they just commissioned Boeing, the people who made the X 33, to build. I think it's an X 33B. I don't know. It's supposed. This one's supposed to be, car- be able to carry six people. So, so the Air Force is Johnny on the spot with this, okay? Honestly, I don't want the Air Force in charge of space. Fuck those guys. Uh, I want the Navy in charge of space because a space Navy just sounds way cooler and it flows along with all mm. science fiction. But didn't we talk about this, though? That's probably not realistic. What? It's more realistic for it to be the Air Force, right? It is. It is. It is. Now, the only reason I say... It'll then whatever happens might adapt naval terms is because it's ships because of ships yeah. right we don't have like an airship you know like a like a there's nothing bigger than like a zeppelin that the air force has or like a, a AC one thirty or something something like that a dirigible <laughs> um, yeah but there's not bring like back a, dirigibles there's not like a helicarrier or something like that that they can that they could like that measures in that size so mm-hmm. you don't have a ship with like a crew of like you know whatever. You know, six hundred people. Um, so that may change things a little bit. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But uh, back to reality, the I, army. I just, I just sent you the uh, a link. The Air Force Space Command. That's it. Yeah. Which is part, obviously part of the United States Air Force. Yeah, that's it. Air Force Space Command. So there's and like Air... in California, they have the forty fifth Space Wing stationed <laughs> at Cape Canaveral. Air Force Station or whatever, you know, which is where they launch the shuttle. Well, they yeah. don't launch it anymore, but you know. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. So there's uh, also there's also the army has some kind of space based thing, some kind of space. They have some space involvement, and I think the uh, navy has some kind of like it's distributed throughout the armed armed forces. It kind of the Air Force has the bulk, and then everybody else has their little pieces. So the Air Force doesn't want to lose their part. Nobody wants to lose their piece. So that's the other problem. Now, okay, all of that aside, what would they do besides that? Like, it's not going to be fighters and shit in space. This set me on a five or six hour YouTube and reading wormhole. About the true powers of space. Pun intended? Yeah, pun intended. So, basically, everything we know about space is wrong. We're not going to have fighters in space. Uh, by the nature and the no way that... No X-Wings? No X-Wings. By the nature of the way space functions. And, you know, we've heard that many times. We've heard, like, oh, when they made Star Wars, they the only thing they could compare, Star, compare space battles to was 1990, 1944, you know, World War II air battles. So that's why they look like that. And we kind of accept that as, like, this is how it is, you know. And for the longest time, I was like, this is how it is. You know, um, when they made Star Citizen, the very, very ridiculously realistic game that I play, they base their space flight com their their space flight combat on 
the same thing. Those space battles. This guy who I have down, I think he's down below. I put his page down below. Yeah, I put in entertainment. And several other guys who I also subscribed to this week, uh, the Daily Astronaut, this other guy's name is Isaac something or other, uh, Isaac Author, uh, and a bunch of other guys, they talk in depth about the real space combat and how it would really function. And honestly, it wouldn't. Like, you just can't have a battle in space. You can't. You know? It's so expensive, and it takes so long, and it just... It just doesn't make sense. It's not feasible. I, I honestly, I didn't go into, I didn't take enough notes to be like, let me go into the details with you. But it would take forever. It took me like hours to get all the components together of this. But basically, like fighter combat doesn't work the way you think it would. If you, if they did have lasers, you know, like they, they say that would be the most likely kind of weapon platform they'd use, lasers and missiles. If they used lasers, the way that lasers would work in space. They would not be effective at any long distance range. Mm-hmm. Like a laser shot at the moon that's the size of this bottle is the, the spread would come out to be six kilometers wide and like a third or a, a quarter of a quarter of a quarter of the power when it hits the moon. And then so then you say, OK, we'll lose laters for up close combat. If some if you shot a laser at a laser beam at a fighter and you could see the fighter. The fighter is dead that quickly. Like if the person is close enough to you for you to see them, they're dead because the laser is just that fast. You know, they're just poof done. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's no like juking and jogging and none That's of that speed of light. So basically there's no reason to have fighters in space. And he said, the guy's like, but basically if they were to do it, it would be more like old school naval combat, like depth charges, kind of like bombard an area or try to, like set off a small EMP in the path of the other fighter, something along those lines, in, in but it, in, in the path of like their their capital ship, or something along the lines of like, you know, a hundred thousand kilometers away, we're gonna fire a barrage of missiles, and the whole goal would be to swamp their point defenses on their ship. Like that's what combat would be like, and it, you'd be firing nukes, and that'd be it. And then, you know, depending on what shielding is like, as far as like the thickness of the armor, one nuke hits, everybody's dead or or dying, you know. So it's just like it's super high cost with low payoff, you know. So I don't know. I pr- I'm pretty sure humanity and its love for killing each other will find a way, <laughs> you know. But right now, at t- today's technology technology space state, it doesn't. There shouldn't seem to be a purpose to have. A military in space, and it's not doesn't seem very legal. So, well, um, since it's happening, um, do you have any idea on how we can ensure United States of America dominance in space? As Trump said, <laughs> strictly the word dominance. Yeah, dom- his, uh, our space dominance, uh, separate but equal is my other favorite term he put in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, honestly, I don't know, dude. I think I think the best thing they could do is they'd have to get the get that law. They'd have to back out of that treaty, the space treaty. And if they did, all the other big players would too, and that would turn into a serious problem. But that's what they'd have to do. They'd have to back out of that treaty, and we'd have to be like space, a space-based military presence, as far as like on the moon or something. You know, turn space into international waters. 
I mean, basically. I mean, uh, he- here's what's going to happen, okay? Once space travel is truly commercialized, we'll say 80 or 90 years, okay, where Michael's great-great-grandson or great-grandson can go out and put down a down payment on a $600,000 ship, a small shuttle that he can buy, and he can fly off into space, and he can go mine or do whatever people do in space at that time, you know, then that's when we'll see a military presence in space. That's when we'll see these, this old thing, this old uh, treaty be like pulled and renegotiated somehow, because as it is right now, there's no reason for a military in space. We're just way ahead of the ball. I think that it's going to exist, but I don't think it's going to be not going to exist in a state where it's like the United States dominance. It's not going to be a thing. We're not technologically there yet. It's going to be more like, like expanse where you're like the United Nations dominance in space or something like that, you know? Because I think I think the military will, in this note, the military and technology will have to catch up with people's need to go, and there's no need to go. Do you think that in 80 or 90 years, they will have tackled the problem of passing through the however many hundreds of thousands of satellites and space debris are actually blocking people from leaving Earth orbit? So a Chinese guy came up with a thing called uh, he came up with a satellite that or he proposed a satellite a theory of a satellite that would have an infrared laser beam on it to shoot down the debris so the whole idea is it would hit the debris alter trajectory and force it into orbit um, that's probably what someone will do something like that I've been thinking a lot about that because there's definitely an area for in- for innovation and like someone to start a business. But uh, I just don't know anything about any of that stuff. <laughs> so whatever I've been thinking about is way off the mark. But I'm sure someone's thinking about it. It's not as bad as, as we might think it is up there. It is bad, but it's not that bad. Now, this guy, and I got to preach you know, preach the praises of this guy, Isaac Arthur, he has he's talked about in depth about this. And there's a thing called, I want to say it's called the Fresnel Paradox or Ferim Paradox or Ferimi Paradox. Fermi paradox. No, 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 it's not that. It's not, I'm mixing that up with something else. It's not that. It's not the Fermi Paradox. It's something else. But basically, this scientist in the 60s basically said, if we, we could reach a... Oh, my God. I wish I knew the word. This guy is so smart, dude. He's like, if we could reach a... If we reach a certain level of debris, it will become so bad that we'll be locked you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And there's a whole thing behind that. And he's like, the debris could become so dangerous that if we could pass through it, the slightest jostling would cause a butterfly effect that could destroy all of our space-based assets um, by just bouncing debris bouncing around out of control. And uh, it's pretty interesting, like Kessler honestly. Kessler syndrome? That's it. That's it. Kessler syndrome. That's a good That's point because, I mean, even if the... You know, if there's a bunch of really tiny stuff, it's still orbiting at, what, 17,000 miles an hour? Yeah. So, and if yeah. that bumps into something larger, knocks it off its trajectory a bit, that hits something else, then it's all fucked. Well, yeah, and you know what the thing is? I mean, that stuff is, it's moving, like you said, it's moving quite a speed. So just the right, just the, the, the right jostling. I mean, just imagine losing all of our communications because of something like that mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, like, we'd be fucked as a society. So... I don't know, but um, it's very interesting, though. Yeah, when we get when we get down to the bottom part, I'm going to talk about this guy Isaac Arthur, and we're going to talk a little bit about his some of his videos, and they're fucking amazing, dude. 
I look forward to it. Yeah. So what do we got next, Mike? <clears throat> so you've been hearing about this whole save the children thing? Uh, Immigrant, down, immigrant down, kids? Down the border. Oh, right. the smoke screen. <laughs> so ahead, tell us about this game that's been played on us. Well, I think everyone know, probably knows about the game. but Michael uh, knows how I feel about this. Good. We talked about this already. Good. Um, so, you know, kids are blah, blah, whatever. So um, to show support or whatever the fuck, I don't know. Uh, the first lady took a trip, kind of like a last minute trip to um, the Texas-Mexico border. This is on Thursday. Um, now, <clears throat> to go visit one of these places where they're, you know, they have the kids, uh, uh, detainment whole, centers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The concentration camps or whatever, you know. Uh, and, uh, but the, this is the thing people saw what she was wearing, and she was wearing this jacket, which maybe it's a fashion statement, maybe it's whatever, maybe she wasn't thinking. But, of course, it's only a $39 jacket, so you'd think someone like Melania Trump would not wear a $39 jacket, but I could be wrong. Not accidentally, at least. Right. Um, And she wore this jacket, and it says, I really don't care, do you? Mm Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, either she's a bungler, which is possible, but doubtful. Or they're just fucking with us. <clears throat> like the the establishment is fucking with us, or it well, was photoshopped. The, the Trump family is fucking with us. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Do you think someone could have sort of helped her put the jacket on, and she never saw the back of it? It was like, oh, here's your jacket. And, you know, it looked like a green jacket she wore or something like that. And, you know, all the print is, like, facing the the stomach of whoever's holding it open for her. She's like, oh, thanks. They, you know, this is going to help a lot. <clears throat> and she starts walking towards the plane. She's like, it's going to be a great trip. I'm going to help a lot of people. Unbeknownst to her, it has that message on the back. She's like, you know, she doesn't hear about it until she's either in the air or she lands. She's like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Or she yeah, took it off in the plane as too late. People have pictures. Well, yeah. Well, that, that did happen because she was spotted afterwards not wearing it, and then later she was wearing it again. Hmm. So. Okay. So she knew what it said. <clears throat> um, and then in this article I linked to, they Donald Trump tweeted about it, uh, written on the back of Melania's jacket, refers to the fake news media. Melania has learned how dishonest they are, and she truly no longer cares. <laughs> See, I don't think, I think Trump is a, I think a Trump, Trump is a capitalist to its core, to his core, and he sees opportunity and he capitalizes on it. This whole thing with his wife, I think, I think, and I didn't know what you're talking about, Michael. This is not what I thought you were talking talking about, but yeah, I think that this is, I, I Melania does not seem like she's. She does not seem like him, and she doesn't seem to be so heartless as to do something like this. I can't. I really can't imagine her doing this because she's got to know the backlash. She would seem like a monster. You know what I mean? Now it could be that somebody said, "Oh, here, wear this jacket," but I don't see that happening either. 
Like, I think if someone handed her this coat, they're good as done. They're fired. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't think... I don't think it was done with a message. I don't think it was done maliciously. I think I think she thought, oh, I'm being stylish, you know. But it's definitely like, I don't know. I, I would be I would be more I would I would think more likely that she was given a bunch of free shit from Zara, and she's wearing it because a lot of first ladies make an effort, especially someone like her. They make an effort to wear clothes from Walmart and shit like that. And not to dress like crazily. Oh, like who are you wearing? Yeah, they don't. They like, make oh, I eff- got this at you know Ann Taylor. Or whatever. Yeah, like, they, they they make an effort to wear regular stuff. So it wouldn't surprise me if she doesn't have a package of clothes from Zara or somewhere like that. I mean, that's it's a Zara jacket. I'm sorry, I'm saying that you guys know, but it's a Zara jacket. So I'm, I think she got a pack, bunch of stuff from there. I don't think that she has. This was an intentional thing to say fuck you to these kids or fuck you to liberals. She just doesn't seem like she plays those games to me. I think she backs her husband up, but she's not. She's not a. She's not like this like violent idealist who does crazy stuff like this. She just, at least to me, she's never come off that way. You know, I I wonder if it was just bad timing, and maybe the jacket is a fashion statement. Like I don't care about fashion. Do you? She's wearing like a shitty jacket. That might be what the ja- that might be what the jacket is trying to say, but I think she's just wearing it. I think she, she's a stylist who put shit on her, and she wears it out of a pile of clothes, and she just puts it on. And I don't think she even knew what it said. And I think that you know that I think that she just didn't even know, and I, the person who put it on her didn't think anything about it. He just like they didn't look at where she's going, what she's doing, or that what the sh- the coach said. I mean, they you know they're like, oh, this this is this office been approved by the Secret Service. It doesn't have a bomb in it. Yeah, you may wear it. You know what I mean? Like, they like so engrossed in the world of fashion. They're like, what kids? Yeah, as long as it doesn't say like nigger butt on it or some <laughs> shit like that, they don't care. They're like, all right, good enough. Right. Or south south south. What's the south butt? North face south. Oh butt? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so there's this. I girl, wish I could still get one of those. That, I know, me too. There's this girl who I talked to from. Oh, my phone rang for some reason. There's this girl I talked to from. Uh, what's it call it? And she has a shirt on her, on her profile page, and it says, it has the North Face logo, but it's covered in blood, and it says the North remembers. And I was like, ha! <laughs> I was like, that's great. <laughs> it's an awesome shirt. Yeah. Well, Mike, please follow up and find out the true meaning behind this yeah. this jacket next week. Read, you know, 1,700 articles about it. Mm-hmm. Mike's got to sit down with Melania Trump next week, so. Yeah. Yeah, I have well, an appointment. Got a conference going. Mm-hmm. What was that dude's name? That? Trevor? Yeah, Trevor. Yeah, I was thinking about him the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I was going to say conference to someone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like only reason. <laughs> so what do we got next here, Mike? All right. Look at these two. Jesus Christ on a fucking cracker. Exactly. Look at this fucking guy. Oof. Come the fuck on. Are, are these your people's, Mike? Uh, I don't know. They they look like potentially uh First Nation members. They could be. They could be Cherokee. They could be. No, I don't know. I have no idea. Man. <laughs> look at this guy's. Look, look at his, his hair. Look, 
Look at his hair, though. Look at the hair yeah. on the back. Does, is his hair cut on the top and then, like, long enough on the bottom? What is happening? And she looks like a whatever normal lady. But this guy, my God. Oy vey. That is what a... This guy's fucking... This guy's getting laid? <laughs> this guy's doing some exhibitionist sex in the fucking, fucking middle of a street? And I'm on the struggle bus to get some pussy. What is happening at the world right now? James, right. he's only 48. He, he doesn't look a day over, like, 73, though. Jesus. <laughs> day over 73 with the, with the nose and jaw of a corpse. <laughs> uh, of a moth-eating corpse. My God. Look at this fucking guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like... <laughs> he looks like the worst... He looks like the worst stereotype for a Native American. Like, oh, drunk fucking just like look at his eyes bloodshot just looking like trash like he looks like a fucking walking stereotype horrible yeah i don't know his name is tony willis of course and the, it is. And the woman's name is verna leclaire mm-hmm. um and this is this was in oklahoma though this is you know this is far away but it says officers noted that the intersection had heavy traffic and that the two were in full view of both northbound and southbound lanes on north virginia they were uh, booked into the jail on complaints of indecent exposure and public drunk. That's what it says. <laughs> the woman has previously been arrested after being caught having sex in the parking lot of a liquor store. So are they together or is she a prostitute? Good question. Or maybe she's mm. just a drunk and right. meets up with other drunk people and they do whatever. You know, I don't know. Yeah, drunken activities. It says uh, that she, this woman observed two people under a tree. The woman stated she saw a man with his pants halfway down on top of a woman. What the fuck? Yeah, man. That's uh, James, you saw what I wrote for this, right? Yeah. <laughs> I saw. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what people are thinking. Jesus. All right. If this guy, I don't care how big a whore I am. If this has a, I want to fuck you. I'd be like, yo, take that money and get your fucking nose right, dude. <laughs> get your face taken care of. Save your money. You need to save all that money. Jesus Christ. What a fucking monster. All right. So next one in local news. So James, you click on this link. Holy I think you'll recognize shit. the intersection there. Yeah, this is right. Uh, then they will stop at Grand's there. Rins Rins Ramen. Yeah, Evans like, oh, I know where that is. Yep. <laughs> I do. Is that um, is it Arcola Animal Clinic? It's University and yeah, is that, is yeah, that Amherst? Amherst? Amherst. Is Amherst that, yeah, yeah. It started with an A. Where the Seven Eleven is over there. Seven Eleven Rins Ramen Veteran mm-hmm. Area Store. The 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 Duran Paints, also known as the Arrows. That's right. It's no longer there. Yeah. <clears throat> and that one Cuban place that I wanted to go with you guys sometimes, just around the corner to the right. No, really? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. And, Mike, you remember that weird, uh, like, Vietnamese grocery store that had a restaurant on the back that we went one time? I do. You know, like, ground beef and noodles? That's right there, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Toys R Us. Sam's Jewish Bakery. You mean uh, juvenile sales? Yes, that that is what juvenile. I meant. Thank you for correcting me. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? So a police officer was driving down University Boulevard 
They spotted what appeared to be an object under a vehicle. Uh, when the police officer made eye contact with the driver, the driver took off into a nearby parking lot. That's when the object fell out from under the vehicle and the officer saw that it was a person. So they were dragging someone underneath their car. How dead was that person? Officials say the pedestrian was taken to a hospital with life-threatening injuries. Yeah, I imagine so. Jesus Christ. What kind of vehicle was it? I don't know. It's like a big SUV where you got some room or is like... You know, someone dropped the suspension so it's, you know, six inches off the ground and they're, well, half a person. Dude, that just makes me, like, cringe. Like, I get those, like, so you're standing too close to the edge, butterflies. Ugh. I wonder how long they had been dragging them. Yeah, that's Like, you don't notice that immediately and fucking stop? Like, oh, my muffler fell off. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I was just like, geez, what the, what the fuck? Gross. Yeah. Did they ca- They caught the driver? Oh, yeah. Okay. Bianca Paola Machuca of Hyattsville. Of course. 25 years old, arrested for suspicion of driving under the influence of alcohol. And she was okay. just dragging a pedestrian, not like her her boyfriend or some... It wasn't like an attempted murder. Or someone mm. hiding under the car, like a stalker. No. They said the guy was walking on the sidewalk along University Boulevard. Yeah. When he was hit by the person as he passed the entrance to a, you know, a driveway, one of the Jesus, and she kept going. <laughs> I guess she didn't know. She's like, "Oh, he's not under the car." Jesus Christ, that's terrifying. What kind and of horrible. rehab is that person in in store for? Oh, like, do you do you even want to live at that point? Because like, you're ha- like half of your body's gone or something or I mean, it's going to gravel. Shit. It's got to shave a fair amount off you. Yeah. Not even to mention all the curbs and things she probably hit on the way, all the broken bones. And then a car is not a fucking safe place, safe thing to be under. So there's all kinds of shit moving under there, spinning. It's hot as a fucking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like he was on the bottom holding on for dear life. He was probably just like, <sighs> just like a fucking yeah. just being dragged. Like Unconscious. Some part of, yeah. Half your skin's gone. You're going to lose oh. a limb. Ah, oh. the bone. Yeah. Gr- oh my God. There's, there's just so many worse, ease, better ways to lose a limb. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ, that's terrifying, man. Mm-hmm. That's us. Mm. I'm glad he. I hope. Hopefully, he'll survive. Hopefully, he's gonna make it. All right. Should we move on to some stranger danger? Yeah, I, I just stuck this in here. I didn't know where else to put it. But Okay. So I don't know if you guys heard. There was a, a Supreme Court decision earlier this week regarding um, the use of the necessary the necessity for warrants for the police to be able to track your location using their cell phone. So apparently they didn't need a warrant, which I find odd. Um, it says that police need warrants to gather phone location data as evidence for trials. Apparently they didn't need warrants before. Hmm. So if they just go to, you know, this, the, do cell, do cell, cell phone companies like 
Verizon, Sprint, AT&T, do they own their towers or are the towers, you know, installed by uh like level 3 or some, you know, someone like a major ISP or something and then, you know, time is rented by each provider. No, I, I think thought... it's usually they own them and then yeah. but, you know, they might have a roaming agreement with someone, so maybe right. a Verizon customer will roam onto a Sprint tower at some point or vice versa and so th- so in that way that could happen but other than that no as far as i know they're all owned by the actual company you know mhm okay well i guess it's good that they need a warrant now even though uh, you know that's just another piece of paperwork i don't think that's going to stop anything i i don't see a judge you know turning down a warrant for that information It's my yeah, opinion as a, as a legal professional. Apparently it's historical GPS data instead of real-time GPS monitoring. Right. They're just like, oh, where was he six months ago? You know, just give me give me all that. I wonder Apparently how much... they didn't need a warrant, which I find odd. But I wonder I how like, much yeah, like, space that takes up on providers' servers. Like, GPS data logs for... However many millions of people going back years. Like, do they keep that? I mean... I guess they must. They probably keep it for a while. Yeah. And then they must purge it. But, I mean, it's just going to be text. It can't be that much, you know. Right. Then you give it to the court and they try to... Some amateur tries to open, like, a 107 megabyte text file in Microsoft Word. It's like, ah! (laughs) Exactly. Freeze the mainframe. So I need Notepad++, man. <laughs> yeah. That shit works great. Comes up in, like, different encoding. It's all symbols. You're like, what's this gibberish? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Cool. All right. So, go ahead. I was going to say, we can. did you have anything else to say? or No, I'm good. Okay. We'll move on to some entertainment news. Uh, Mike, this first link here is... Specifically for you, a gentleman named Tom Wilson, better known as Biff Tannen or Griff Tannen or Mad Dog Tannen, um, he apparently does stand-up comedy and got so tired of people meeting him on the street, asking a bunch of questions, you know, about his movie career as this, as these several characters that he made a stand-up comedy song about it. He's like, uh, how's Michael J. Fox? He's great you know, in song form. I can't sing it for you. I'm not that good. He's like, was the manure real? Nope. You know, all the typical questions he would get. He just turned it into a song. About two minutes long. It's kind of a fun listen. I thought you might enjoy that. Well, all right. Thank you very much. I'll definitely going to check this out. Mm-hmm. Tom Wilson, huh? All right. <laughs> People are commenting like, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. What are you looking at, butthead? Yeah. <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, McFly. I just started. I watched like the first half of uh, the first Back to the Future not too long ago. It's good, right? Yeah. <laughs> I forget. Oh. Every time I watch that, I'm like, man, I like Crispin Glover. <laughs> He plays the character pretty well. 
but he's you know he's robust enough to play the creepy thin man in whatever Charlie's Angels and mm-hmm. you know other roles. I think he's underrated. Yeah, I was telling someone the other day. I was like, I've never seen Charlie's Angels. I was like, I was like, well, you know who's in Charlie's Angels? They're like, who? I'm like, Crispin Glover. <laughs> They're like, that's a reason to watch on its own. I was like, yes, it is. Perfect. <laughs> I think I was literally having that conversation yesterday. <laughs> awesome. Good time. Uh, He's a great bad guy in that movie. I wish they. I, w- I would love to have seen a, a movie with just him in it being a bad guy, being that guy. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're right, James. I think we're going to circle back to your uh, to your John August or whatever that guy's name was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, John August. <laughs> Not at all. I don't know where you got that name from. <laughs> Isaac Ta- Talent Extraordinaire. Isaac Ar- Isaac Arthur. There we go. Okay. So this is Isaac Arthur's YouTube page, and it is quite a joy. Uh, lots of long-form videos with deep explanations and scientific fact mixed with few f- possible futurist things, um, like like how things would would be done with today's technology or how things would be done in the in the future. But he never makes any super broad suppositions like he based it on like it's all based on like uh what could be you know like he has a thing called stupid aliens and he has a, he has a bunch of like aliens he has a whole series so he has like stupid aliens crazy aliens cryptic aliens dead aliens uh and honestly he takes he has like some file footage and he has other footage so it's you don't really have to watch anything necessarily unless you're watching a technical video of his but for the most part you can just play this and like listen to it like a podcast so in the stupid aliens one he debunks all the reasons why we think aliens would give two shits about us you know and he was like number one the secrets out of the bag okay from the day we put our first radio signal out that's it we're done okay he's like number two any alien that can fly across space to come here, there's nothing they could possibly want from here. He's like, the aliens in the movie Oblivion, why the fuck would they be here stealing water? That's stupid. It doesn't even make any sense. He's like, there's water here, 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 here. You know, there's tons of ways to get water, even in space. So that's not why. He's like, And he goes by all these reasons, all these things, and he's basically like debunks all these things you'd think about aliens. Um, or Unless they think- want to sample our genetics or something. Well, and he says, he says, if he says again, if you could fly, he he touches that exactly. He says, if they wanted to come here to sample our genetics, he's like, let's say hypothetically that they want to eat people <laughs> like they just love eating people. You know, they want some of that long pork, you know, <laughs> they want some long pig, as they say. Yeah. So they come here for that. He's like, what would make more sense? Okay, you're a highly, highly technical, like high, a very high technological race. You flew across space to get here. You come here. You fill a ship with humans and fly back with them. No, you don't do that. You take some DNA. You ask nicely, say, can we get some of your DNA samples? Or you steal some DNA samples and then you fly back and breed a bunch of them in fucking tubes or something. You know, you don't need to kick. Well, you know, they're not going to come here for labor because if they could fly here, they got robots and shit. They don't need us for any labor. You know, they don't come here for materials. They're not, we're going to mine the Earth's iron. No, there's iron apparently everywhere in space in more abundance and easier to get to. You know, so there's like no reason for an alien to come here at all. There's nothing we have that an alien would want. Um, 
Uh, he talks about skyhooks. He talks about Dyson Dyson clouds or mm-hmm. Dyson swarms, which I was like, <clears throat> I never heard of that before. Um, Is that like a Dyson sphere? It's like a Dyson sphere, but it's all decentralized. So basically, all imagine if Dyson sphere was broken down into a bunch of a bunch of like habitats, and the habitats are just floating in space. So, so that's what smaller Dyson's versions sphere. with like artificial stars in the middle. No, 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 no. There's an artificial star. There's a star or an artificial star, but then there's there. It's it's surrounded kind of in a loose gaggle of like let's say. The state of Maryland. It's just a floating thing out there. And then, like, maybe the Virginia province or whatever down the way. And, like, mm-hmm. some Moscow, you know what I mean? Or whatever, you know? I didn't watch that video. I watched, like, I've heard him. He mentions it here, 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 and here. And I'm like, oh, okay. But there's definitely, I'm going to go back and watch it. Because he has he has an upward bound series about ways to get out of space, way to get off Earth. He has an outward bound series about extra solar activities. He has a colonization series about all the places we could colonize, why we would colonize them, how we might colonize them. He has a series on ship propulsion, uh, combat. That's where I got. That's where I got. I got to him from my space force, uh, space force uh, uh, playlist. I got to his video on space propulsion and combat, and he has the most. He goes in the most in depth. I mean, if you're if you're interested in space, you're interested in science, and you're interested in to theory crafting about that stuff about what we know to be true and not just making stuff up this is the guy man this is time well fucking spent i've i've watched like probably 17 or 18 of his series right now uh of his shows and he's i'm not even halfway not even a quarter of the way through i, I watched asteroid mining the Fr- the femi paradox the dyson dilemma uh, Fury Palm, the Fimi Par- Fermi Paradox Compendium. Uh, what else here? Alien Civilizations and First Contact, Stupid Aliens, Cryptic Aliens. Uh, I watch tons of these, man. They're so good. Hidden Aliens. Yeah, they're so good, man. This is this is definitely a good time. Like, if you're interested in this stuff, like interstellar, interstellar travel challenges, terraforming techniques, interstellar colonization. Micro black holes, virtual particles, and the Hawking radi- and Hawking radiation, uh, black hole starships, black hole farming, like oh dude, and this guy he thinks fucking big, <laughs> like he thinks big, he goes big time when it comes to this shit. He's like <clears throat> in one episode, and I, of course I haven't seen this episode he's talking about, right? But he's like in one episode he's like he's he he's like he's like we've talked in in previous times about about uh, a. I forgot what the word is. It's like a level five civilization. Mm-hmm, he's right. like, where we get, he said, he said, we've talked about the potential of moving an entire galaxy. And I was like, what? You know, <laughs> I was like, what? And he talks about shit like that. I'll tell you, he's like, he's like, and he's, he has something he's always referencing. And there's a video in here about it, about sun, sun, like star farming mm-hmm. or something. He, he talks about these like the, theoretical, objects that would sit above like a star above a star's thing and they dip into the star to pull out raw energy or something it's some crazy shit dude but you know science is an amazing thing and there's all kinds of theories and shit out there and this guy he does great research and he's a great job explaining it now one thing i'll say about him he has a speech impediment 
So he's like, you ever seen those little kids who can't, who are like, who was like, oh, well, rah, rah, rah. Like, you can't say R. He's that guy. He's like an adult of that mm-hmm. guy. He cannot say R. So it comes out very strange. But once you get past that, it's so good. This so, is like so good. So there is potentially some truth in Stargate Universe where the ship flies into a sun or a star and recharges. Yeah. Yeah. There's a he has a whole video not about that particular thing but he has a video talking about this sun this sun thing and I don't I didn't I have not seen it but I'll have to find it and uh, share it with you guys but it's worth it's worth I mean you could just sit down and play one of these and just clean your room that's what I did yesterday I was just playing one and cleaning you know what I yeah. mean like it's it's easy to listen to his concepts are easy to understand he's not so he's not so high level that you're lost. But he's not so low level that you're like, this is a waste of my time. So very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. I did just subscribe. So yeah. that'll be cool. And I see his most recent video is titled Cyclic Apocalypses, which is something that a lot of people sort of, you know, I don't know if people think they're immortal or like, ah, nothing will happen to me. But there are. So you're familiar with Yellowstone National Park, right? Sure. All the geysers there and everything. So in Yellowstone, or honestly most of Yellowstone, is what's called a caldera volcano. And it is quite active, as can be seen by all the water shooting up from the geysers. Um, if that goes off, which, uh, you know, smarter people than I say well, should happen every six to 800,000 years, um, then the majority of the North American continent and eventually the world, is completely fucked. And the last time it went off was roughly 600,000 years ago. So, impending doom, everyone, say your goodbyes to your loved ones. It will be cool here in Maryland, though, right? Totally. (laughs) Yeah, right. For, like, a couple hours. And then you're like, what's all this garbage in the air? It's like... (coughs) And then you die. So you know what you know what a caldera is? Uh no, I do not. It's a uh it's like what he said, it's a volcano, but it's uh it's, it's not like tall. That, it's like that thing in um close encounters of the third kind. You know, like it goes up the mountain, but then it's like like it's kinda like it has its top cut off. Yeah. And it's kinda like you can go into it. You got like a crater. Yeah. Yeah. That's a caldera. Oh, okay. Like a cauldron? Perhaps I don't know where the the yeah. etymology is. I'm not sure where it comes from either. But yeah. So so what do we need? Like a like a respirator or something? Um. Yeah. So you can breathe in lava. Di- <laughs> <laughs> dig, <laughs> yeah. Dig. Uh, actually, find yourself an island. We're going back to the classic idea, James. Find an island. Ooh. Dig a very very deep bunker. Uh, find a way to extract clean water and oxygen from seawater. Oh, geez. Um, and take about 50 years of food with you into your bunker. Well, you've seen... You'll um, be okay. You've seen Deep Blue Sea, right? A long time ago. So, you've seen... Recruit L. Cool J. And yes. Samuel L. Jackson. And, uh... What's the... What's the fill other movie? The, fill the caldera volcano with shark carcasses. That's what you're saying? Michael Bean? What's the movie? Sean the... Bean? He always dies? Yeah, right. Uh, 
Sean Bond or Seen Bean. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, Oh, not Cocoon, but uh, The Abyss. Oh, yeah. Right? And so, Harris? same kind of thing. They're in, like, a underwater space station. Yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better word. There you go. So, you just, you just need one of those. You no know, problem. With, with labs and shit, you know? Dude, just get some of that Flexi Seal, seal up your FJ, drive it into the ocean, Some couple MREs, couple bottles of water, you'll be fine. Oh, jeez. Okay. Ah. <laughs> you see that where they paint the bottom of the boat? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, oh, well. That's the end of that, I guess. Well, let's yeah. hope it doesn't happen in the 40 years I got left. <laughs> oh, we got, we're got we optimistic today, huh? Yeah, feeling... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez. I, I support that. Uh, yeah. Mike, did you have the next article? I did. And I still do. So, uh, Jerry Springer, after 27 years, they're calling it quits. Was it still on the last decade? I just didn't know about it? Uh-huh. What I had no fuck? idea. Look at Jerry Springer. He was old as fuck, too. Yep. That's crazy. So it's 27 years and 4,000 episodes. Oh, Jesus. What? Yeah. Is it the longest? It's not the longest running TV show isn't that Bonanza or some shit? Yeah, or no, that's like the longest else. running. Yeah, but is there anything? Simpsons that, is as long as longer running than that, you know. But right, not that I'm expecting an answer. But has there ever been another show that had four thousand episodes? That's got to be the record that will never be topped. Good question. Probably a soap opera. Oh, maybe that's the longest program because. Like Days of Our Lives or or one of those. Or General started, Hospital or one of those, yeah. Yeah, started as a radio show in like 1937. Some shit like that. Yep. Yep, exactly. You're right. Okay, but Modern Times, uh, this might be a record holder. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Jerry. On to bigger and better things. Whatever, man. Fuck that guy. How are we going to ever find out who's the father? Yeah, did, you guys, exactly. did you guys ever see the movie Ringleader? No. The Jerry Springer movie? No. no. Really? Nope. Oh, man. Was it was it hilariously bad in every way you expect? Yes. Okay. I has, feel like he probably single-handedly brought America down to its knees. Has, <laughs> uh, what's, that, what's that hot blonde chick's name in uh, My Name is Earl? Jamie Presley? Yeah, maybe. Yes. Yeah, she has that poor white trash look about her. Yeah, she's in the movie. I like her, though. She's hot. Yep. She's in, uh... What movie she's in recently? Uh, I can't remember. But, anywho. Yep. So, uh, yeah, rest in pieces, Mr. Springer. Mm Your show will be not missed by us. Yeah. Just a little bit of nostalgia, but I, I never intend on watching it. I mean, it's yeah. crap. It's like the worst thing about America, honestly. And I feel like this—I feel like this show, more than the internet or anything else, brought some of the worst excesses of American life to the fucking from the bottom of the toilet to the top of the fucking pool. You know, <laughs> it just floated. It floated up, and it showed everybody how stupid and disgusting everyone else was. 
and then people kind of reveled in that. They wallowed in that filth, and they enjoyed it. And they and they and then they said, "Let's make a show. Let's make. We love watching failure. We love watching people's self destructive behavior. Now let's do more shows like this. I mean, like reality shows. I feel like spawned from this. You know. I mean, there's so many things that are just so fucking bad that I think were grown out of the concept that this show paved the way for. It's such a fucking bad move for us. I wish I could go back in time and just fucking fucking make this guy commit seppuku. You know what I mean? So bitter. Just yeah. encourage him to continue on his political career. He was a great mayor of uh, Kansas or wherever the hell he's from. What the fuck? Yeah, he... So- yeah. I wonder what his life is like. I wonder what he. I wonder what he feel. I wonder what he, he sits there and he does this. Is like, oh, this will be great. Like this is great. Like I wonder, is he proud? Probably. I mean, he's probably like a pioneer of you know shock television or shock entertainment, if that's a term. Yeah, probably. Probably so. Whatever happened to Ricky Lake? That's uh, what I want to know. She stopped. She had a kid. Ricky mm. Lake, Maury Povich, uh, there were so many of them. Geraldo, Geraldo, you know. But a lot of those, a lot of those same type of shows turned into like The View, you know. True. They turned in. They turned to shows like, you know, or like uh, what's that show with that real manly looking black chick? Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams. Yeah, they turned into. They turned into like shows like Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams isn't like Jerry Springer at all, you know. It's more like a daytime a daytime Oprah thing. Where Oprah let's came on let's all four. be offended together. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. More like an entertainment thing, or let's all harumph at what this person has done. <laughs> you know, mutual mutual harumphing. You know, instead of let's instead of like Jerry Springer, let's humiliate ourselves publicly. Let's watch a grown man shit himself <laughs> on TV. You know. Yeah, Wendy Williams. I love how I said the manly looking black chick. You knew exactly who I was talking about. <laughs> Poor Wendy Williams, a big bulky ass. I'd hit it, by the way, but she just just manly. She just she looks, looks like an alien. She yeah, she looks kind of sickly now. Does she? Yeah. Poor thing. She hasn't eaten any small men lately. <laughs> okay, we move on to some game theory. Uh, I I'm not sure who put the Steam Summer Sale in there. I did. Okay. Thank you for spoiling it. We can I now love move on. on Forbes. <laughs> yeah, I, I just put a random article I found here. It's like here are ten great games for under ten dollars during the the Steam Summer Sale. But basically, I just wanted to say, you know, make everyone aware if you're not Steam is having a big sale. Lots of stuff is on sale. Stuff that normally does not go on sale. Uh, I saw PUBG is on sale. For instance, it's twenty dollars instead of thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. So. You know, for instance, if you're looking, waiting to get something, chances are it might be on sale now. I bought the expansion to the Kerbal Space Program. That was on sale. You know, excellent, Michael. Why do you have you had that game already? Oh yeah. Have you ever played it? No, no of course not. <laughs> you, you know better than to ask that question. Yes, James. I think you know better. But maybe someday. Maybe someday. Speaking of Steam, there's... Uh, oh, and know, I bought the Steam Link. Why? Because it was $2.50. Oh, okay. So That's I can not, never use it. No, don't buy things like... Don't do that, Michael. Come on. You gotta stop. At least play Kerbal Space Jam. You'd be, I think if you played that game, you'd actually like it. You know what? That's the problem. 
that's a problem with I think all of us is we don't try. You know, like Kerbal Space Program is right up your alley, Michael. It is right up your fucking alley. Like a detail-oriented person like you would really enjoy that game, but you have not even attempted playing it. That you know, a true statement. And you just bought. What did you say you just bought? Uh, Bridge Crew. Uh huh. You know, I gave you the VR thing. I know you've been busy. You haven't installed it. I'm not going to harass you about it, except for the. I'm going to mention this last time I mentioned it today. But I bet by next week you wouldn't have installed it or tried that game. You know? Oh, I intend to try it today. We got to do better. You know? Just just try. You would find something you'd enjoy, but you got to try. Have you That's played all. the Star Trek Bridge Crew game? I have not. Come on, man. I'm going <laughs> to play it. You told me like a month and a half ago, you're like, I'm going to play it later on today. Don't worry. I took my VR apart and went traveling with it, and now I haven't put it back together. He went traveling with it. I mean, I took it, you know, I, I, I don't know. Is that my traveling music? Yeah. That's his, Turkish, a, his Turkish yeah. soundtrack from 1915. Yeah. <laughs> Turkish road music. No, I took it to uh, Claudia's house and used it and played it there, and I have not put it back together. But the, the uh, I mean, Bridge Crew is a cool game, no doubt, but it's more a game you would really like than a game I would really like. I appreciate you giving it for me because I will try it, but it's probably not like VR games for some reason. I couldn't play them again and again and again and again and again. You know what I mean? I just I haven't found a game that I'm so hooked on that I want to keep playing. But I I am also a victim of my same thing. I was just complaining about you. You know, I'm not trying. You know what I mean? Like uh, the the game I forgot the game it's called uh, Orbis Online or something like that the the RPG that I bought that game was a lot of fun you know I should be playing it there's also a boxing game that was a lot of fun you know that I should be playing and just because I get this you get the little workout in you know I mean definitely got to do more I hope there's a I hope there's a, a VR mod for Night Trap oh God I saw you sent me that is Night Trap the old Neo Geo game Sega CD. Sega CD. Okay. And also, I think it was for PC, too. But. Sounds like a game where you kidnap people. It might be. Dude, <laughs> so now whenever you say the word trap to me, all it's I can think about trap is... Night Trap 25th Anniversary Edition. It's a remastered version. Whenever... It's like 5 five or $10 on Steam. Whenever you say like anything with the word trap in it to me, I just think about an anime girl with a dick. Yeah. So when I saw Night Trap, I wasn't thinking. I was like, what the fuck did he buy me? You know <laughs> what I mean? Because I know, oh, yeah, did you know you guys know Steam is officially allowing all games now? Really? No, no limits. Porn, adult, no limits. I like so that. So the opposite of, of what they did with what we talked about like a month ago? Yes. Unless the game is blatantly illegal content. So like pedophilia or child pornography or something like that. Other than that... You know, they're taking, they're removing games on a case by case basis. And it's basically like they're not, they're not going to, they're going to present the content to you and let you decide whether you want it or not. They're not going to be the arbiters of what you should be able to play, which I really respect. I like Even that. though that means they're going to have objectionable content, objectionable content on there. I respect the fact that they are, That's they fine. are a platform to purchase and not the arbiters of what I'm allowed to play. You know? Yeah. So I that's, like that. that's good. Yeah. It is very good. 
So I'm looking at, uh, I was watching a game on Twitch yesterday um, called Wreckfest. It's like a demolition derby game. Just came out like a week ago. I had 10 days ago. And you can play in like older cars, trucks. They even have like a, a lawnmower race going on in one of the screenshots. And I was like, oh, you know, I might buy this game. Let me check, let me check out how much it is. It's $45. To me, I'd pay, this. I'd be like, I'd pay $15 for that game. So maybe I, I'm realizing I don't have a, uh, a good handle on either what games cost or maybe they're just so expensive now. But it seems expensive to me. Games are very expensive now. The pre- a game that should be like $5 is now like 15 or 20 bucks. That's why like, you get one on the Steam sale. Yeah. You're good to go. It, yeah. The Night Trap, I just looked it up. It's $5 right now instead of $15. 66% off. So, get mm. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like Steam. Okay, so moving on. Uh, I, I put a link in there to Quake Champions. I believe it's to the Steam store. Uh, yeah. A couple weeks ago, I was talking about how I don't think Quake Champions will ever see the the player base and sort of fame and activity that previous Quakes did. I am happy to report that... He's like, I am wrong. I might be wrong. Because, as I said previously, you know, like the maximum concurrent players say like a month ago or two months ago or something like that was like 550 people or so worldwide. Um, recently it's been above 10,000. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. I, you know, they're, they're constantly making updates and improvements to the game, getting, you know, advertising out there, but also, uh, Dr. Disrespect has been playing it on his stream several times. So that's a lot of exposure. It's like, you know, he usually has about 20,000 people watching his stream. Seems to enjoy it. You know, he played for a couple hours at a time. Um, there's another streamer James is familiar with named Forsen. He's been playing it recently. And uh, in the future, in the near future, one of our, well, one of my favorite people, uh, Joe Rogan, is outfitting his new studio to have a LAN for Quake Champions. Yeah, so, so he's an old school Quake guy. Yeah, he played a lot of Quake Two, I think it was, and some Quake Three. Um, but he, you know, he's got a huge social media following, and you know, they're gonna—I'm sure they're gonna stream it live on Twitch. He'll probably get sixty thousand people watching, and that's a lot of good exposure for the game. And it is getting better with every you know update and release. So there's a chance. So I wonder if those streams were paid for. I don't know. That's a good question. If they were, I don't have a problem with that because, you know, a lot of streamers do sponsored streams. Um, and regardless, you know, whatever they cost, it's generally positive exposure for the game, especially since Quake Champions has been sort of, you know, playable for like two years now or maybe even more than that. Whereas a lot of the games, you know, uh, like newer sponsor streams and like Realm Royale started as a sponsor stream. And then a lot of streamers really enjoyed it. So they keep playing it, but like H1Z1, that's sort of an older game where they'll have sponsored streams, but it still gets exposure and it lets people who maybe, you know, have not played the game, see that it's moving in a better direction. If the developers are improving, 
you know, fixing bugs, just making the game better overall. So, you know, I hope that it has a lot of success. That would be awesome. So it looks like Shroud played it in 2017. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe it isn't. It probably isn't sponsored because uh, it seems like it seems like if it was going to be sponsored, Shroud would have been on the list of people to play it, right. along with the Doc and like he. Like, if they're going to pick, if they're going to pay like two streamers to play it, it'd be the Doc and Shroud, not for Doc and Forson. Forson's right. group is a. I think I think people are playing it because. People are just battle royaled out. You know what I mean? Like PUBG is like falling off. Yeah, pretty uh, saturated market. Yeah, people are saying that Fortnite has fallen off, and the Doc has never been a Fortnite boy. You know, but they say Fortnite is like slowly falling off. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I hope it takes off, man. I hope it does because Quake's Quake's a classic game. Yeah, it deserves a lot of his time in the sunlight in in the sun. Yeah. Thank you, James. No problem there, Chief. I appreciate your appreciation. (laughs) All right. Anything in the yum update that nobody put in here? I don't have any updates. No, I don't. No? Okay. Fair enough. Mike, did you make your casserole yet? No, sir. Do it. Yes, sir. Do it. Document it. Take pictures. Do it for the gram. I might might do that today, actually. I mean, you know, do it for... Do it for the gram, as the kids. Do these? Do people still say that? I don't only, think so, only you. Yeah. Okay, I'm bringing it back. Only you, but I, from like I'm, four months ago. I'm not. Uh, I'm liking it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll it. say that to my friends. I'll be like, "Did it for the gram, yo?" They're like, "What?" Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I killed this dude. Do it for the gram. What? <laughs> That's a crime. Hashtag, hashtag did it for the gram. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, if that's the case, we'll move on to uh, the extra section. I have a couple things in here. First one, has science gone too far? Link to a YouTube video I came across randomly. I don't remember how I got here. The title is The Sharpest Jello Knife in the World. So this guy's channel, as far as I can tell, is based around knives, which is cool. Various different types. He made a carbon fiber one that I watched first. Made a jello one, which I linked to. He made one out of spaghetti. Made one out of an Amazon box. Oh, stop, stop, stop. He's a craftsman, Mike. He made, he manufactured a knife out of jello? Yes. Is that what you're telling me? I am telling you that. Is it true? It is true. <laughs> it's like, are you a liar? Nope. So he starts off with these like pre, you know, preformed molded gelatin capsules, like jello shots. And then adds in some additional jello, like a, 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 a sauce, a reduction of jello, gelatin. Then he dries it out for a couple days, I believe. So it's a hard, it's like, you know, sort of a hard plastic, like a thin plastic cutting board type texture. You flick it, it makes a tink sound. You know, it's solid enough. It's not jello anymore. And then he proceeds to sharpen it on his many, many honing stones and does it pretty well. And by the end, he shows you this jello knife cutting through some slices of paper. I don't know why he's doing this, but uh, they seem pretty popular, and it's kind of interesting. The spaghetti wow. one was weird. He made like a, a pasta mush and then poured it into a silicone mold in the shape of a you know his his sample knife, 
and then went about, you know, grinding and sharpening. Mm-hmm. Um, the Amazon box one is six days old. I have not watched that yet, so that'll be next up on my list. But very interesting. Nice one, by the way. I heard that. Oh, geez. <laughs> James trying to be slick. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, on air. Gassiness there. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. It's, it's perfectly natural. Second link I have in here is pretty interesting. Big if true. I've not read the book uh, or the, the novel or novella. Um, so I can't say for sure, but apparently in the late forties, our kidnapped slash asylum Nazi, uh, rocketeer, Werner von Braun wrote a small science fiction novel about life on Mars entitled Project Mars, a technical tale. I'll read you a short excerpt of the of paragraph. The Martian government was directed by 10 men, the leader of whom was elected by universal suffrage suffrage, sorry, everyone gets a vote, for five years, and was entitled Elon. Two houses of parliament enacted the laws to be administered by the Elon and his cabinet. So in 1949... Uh, So it's like a a position. Yeah. But just kind of like, what? Yeah. Just interesting. I don't know when Elon Musk was born, but I'm pretty sure it was after 1949. Yeah. Maybe his parents were visionaries. They groomed him for this, you know, in the great state of South Africa. Uh which yeah, that's not that's not possible. But kinda interesting. Hmm. Well thank you, Evan. Jello knives and I'm sorry, knives made out of jello. Mm-hmm. And be clear. Yep. And not a knife for cutting jello. Right. And Although you could. That would be some in the inception. That's meta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like this glass knife can cut glass. Like, what? That's so fucking deep. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. So what do we got from you, Mike? Well, uh, so it's up up in my, uh, my native, my native land, the Great White North. Mm-hmm. It's St. Jean-Baptiste Day. Also known as the Fête de la Saint-Jean-Baptiste. So it is a traditional feast day of the Nativity of St. John the Baptist. Basically, you could it's not this, but you could think of it as Quebec Day. Ah, yes. And it happens exactly one week before July 1st, which is Canada Day. So starting today... I mean, today's the day, but really they kind of celebrate all week. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole big Quebec thing. It's even a national holiday in the province of Quebec. Or, a, you know, a provincial holiday, I should say. It's like celebration, parades, bonfires, drinking, flag-waving, contests. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that this is actually uh, the, week, the week between now and uh, July 1st is when they... They always have the Montreal Jazz Festival, which is, you know, a lot of musicians from all over come to mm-hmm. Montreal and perform. So, probably jazz musicians. Well, mostly, but not not necessarily exclusively. Okay. So, 
So yeah, check it out. I put a link to the uh, Wikipedia article on this, which is in English. And then I put a link to the official Quebec website for this. But it is in French. So, good luck. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny, they have the, the top-level domain. The TLD is .Quebec. Oof. Yeah. Is it like North Korea? There's like 27 sites that have .Quebec. <laughs> Oh yeah, probably. I mean, I didn't even know they had a dot Quebec yet. So, well, there you go. Go on a fucking well, domain buying. Spree. I mean, they can do they can do dot anything now, right? Yeah, if, as long as you as long as you pay. Now, as I was looking at this foreign website, as uh, you know, the top scrolling pictures, I was looking for mm-hmm. uh, any sort of minority because it seems very white. Uh, that guy's, but it, that guy's but not white. Yeah, there's one in there. There's one. Ha- there's one mixed gentleman in there. Yes. So that's their. That's, they got well, their quota. Just like just like uh, America is the land of the Caucasoid. Mm-hmm. So is Canada. Right. Although maybe even more so. Now, since you have uh, your finger on the pulse of the political climate in Quebec. What do they think of Justin Trudeau? Uh, um, that's a good question. I think most people like him, but uh, you know, just like just like here, there's some that are for and some that are against. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what Canada voted on this past week? Legalization. That's right. Yep. Heroin yep. is legal. The heroin. <laughs> yep. Can't make money moving moving kilos anymore. That's right. <laughs> no, uh, they voted to legalize marijuana, and apparently, it's very different than decriminalization. Right. So apparently, they're only the second country in the world to have done this. Was the first Jamaica, Uruguay, really? Yeah. Okay. Jamaica weed is illegal. That's right. We went there. I forgot. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can find it everywhere, I guess. I guess it's right. just growing out of the sidewalk or whatever, but, you know. But, yes, it is illegal. I claim Rastafarian. <laughs> right. I'm I'm still not... I'll, someone will have to explain it to me, or I'll have to look it up. I, I still don't understand how that's a religion. But uh, I guess I just don't know anything about it. So uh, I'm not an expert. I can't. I can't tell you. I believe most Rastafarians are vegan, though. So uh, you know, if you like your meat, yeah, you're not you're not going that way. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, if I was Jamaica, I would legalize. It, it just seems like it just seems like they're robbing themselves of their possible uh, of their their one the one thing they could monopolize on tourism. Like, hey, come here and smoke pot. You know what I mean? But how would the like, cops survive without all the bribes they must be taking? That's true. Hmm. Yeah, we're thinking. We're talking big picture here. You know, you can't collapse a society for the name of a plant. True. <sighs> All right. What do we got next, Mike? All right. So this is kind of sad news. So Coco, the gorilla who knew sign language, yeah, died. Yep. At age forty-six. Now, I don't know if they talk about it in this article. They probably make mention. 
of it, but uh, this fucking smart-ass gorilla, man. This yeah. thing, like, pulled pulled a water fountain off a wall, and then they were like, they they made, you know, they signed in sign language, so, like, the cat did it. Uh-huh. You serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, it lied? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, did you rip this car in half? Uh, nope. Dog did it. <laughs> Coco knew an estimated 2,000 signs in Gorilla Sign Language, a.k.a. GSL, a modified version of American Sign Language. Dude. I learned that. Yeah. Yeah, oh, wait, no, 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 no. No, 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 I'm not learning gorilla sign language. Seems like a waste. Well, I can't get a job in this climate. It's like, what was your major? Gorilla sign language? Fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't think that can be your major. I mean, maybe like gorilla studies or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Primate linguistics? <laughs> Yeah, we're primates, right? I know. <laughs> it's like, so what, English? Yeah. Yeah. All languages of humans? <laughs> yep. It's All like right. Hoshi. Xenolinguistics? Mm-hmm. She just had her baby. Congratulations to whatever her real name is. <laughs> yeah. Linda Park. Ah, yes. Yep. Well, congratulations, Linda. Um, anything from you in the extra section, James? No, I did just, while you guys were talking, I was like half paying attention, half watching the sharpest jello knife. (laughs) And I gotta say, why is he doing this? I gotta say, yeah, I gotta say, I was like, I was like, all right, uh, (laughs) why? I mean, that said, it's cool, but it is definitely a why moment. Um, I mean, most of, most of those videos that he puts out for, you know, a Knife made out of a box or Jello. They get you know like ten million views. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, like yeah. why was there an entire channel about a hydraulic press crushing things? Yeah. I don't know. It was super popular. Yeah, I think this is like that's highly like, will, it, will it blend? This yeah. is it's highly skilled based skill skill like he's he's obviously a knife expert and he understands like. Like he's like making this. It's not like the the crusher things where it's just like, oh, I don't I don't have any skill, but I do have an expensive crusher in a machine shop and a vi- and a fucking forty dollar video camera. This is <laughs> like he's actually making something, and I gotta respect oh, wow. that. He said he said try it with an air purifier. Yeah, hmm. neat. And and he has a so he makes the knife out of Jello. Then he, he out of these like little Jello things. And he adds, like, what I'm going to say is straight up poison to it several times <laughs> and makes it, turns it, it turns the jello into a knife. Then he says, okay, we're done. And he breaks it all apart, breaks the knife up, and then puts it back into a, pot, a thing with the rest of the jello stuff and makes it back into jello and then go ahead and goes ahead and starts eating them. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, I was like, get out of here. No, you shouldn't be eating that. <laughs> you know, wow. whatever. He's a blade master. That's his profession. Apparently. All right. Any closing arguments, guys? Should we get out of here? Anything going on this this Once. week? Uh, Anything we should. Not in the World of? Cup, but I don't think any any of us really pays attention to that. 
There's been, a lot, of, there's been a lot of upsets. Hmm. Well, I think uh, our cohorts at our sister podcast, uh, blah, 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 will be covering that, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm actually being good. serious, but, you know, whatever. Yes. I just don't know the name of the podcast. So. It's one or two of Richard's podcasts. Richard, I don't know if you listen to this, but the your Schalke podcast and World Football Index. That's, there you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Richard, the guy who got we left yep. to die on the porch. Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> it, it, we propped his head up with a couple phone books. He was fine. Yeah. Poor Richard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. Okay. Well, let's get out of here. Um, it's been a pleasure having you listen to us, as always. You know, that's what we do here. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us some email at feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. As usual, check out our website, iopanelpodcast.com. You'll find our social media links, ways to support the podcast, Amazon affiliate, um, which this week I have actually linked to the book that Warner Von Braun wrote, if you want to read about the Elon. Uh, we do have a Patreon page as well. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Had a good show. Talk to you next week. Let them home.